Hi guys, and welcome to the next episode of Bitch Work Podcast. I'm so excited to bring you this episode today. This is actually my second solo episode. The first one was our very first episode ever of Bitch Work. Um, so if you haven't listened to that yet, definitely go listen to it. I basically just do my version of a Bitch Work episode, explain to you guys my story, how I got to where I am, go through all of my internships, and I take you through my career path. Um, This episode is going to be our first Q&A. I'm thinking about sprinkling these in throughout our series and throughout our show, whether it's on the weekends or if I'm down a guest, I'm just going to sit down, answer some of your questions in kind of a very relaxed, non-edited form because I've actually found that editing podcasts is like so different than editing YouTube videos and videos in general. I actually really enjoy editing. I think it's super fun and creative, but editing a podcast is so different and I cannot tell you the amount of times I've legit fallen asleep editing bitch work, not because I think the content is boring, obviously, but because I think that like listening to people's voices and just hearing people talk without visuals is like super relaxing and then having to like listen to everything that they said over again is just kind of like a lot. Um, So editing podcasts, I have found to be not easy at all. Um, so I'm excited to just kind of have this new format where every once in a while, not not the main form of the pod, the podcast is going to stay exactly the same. Um, I just kind of sit down to you guys, not really edit it, and talk to you about your questions and answer some of your job-related questions, career-related questions, internship-related questions, podcast-related questions, and maybe give you guys some updates on my life career-wise if there are any at the time. Right now, there actually aren't. I'm at exactly the same place I was in my last episode. If I ever do have job updates for you guys, I will obviously let you know in like kind of a situation like this. So I asked you guys on Instagram to send me some questions about your career or just questions in general. So if you don't follow Bitch work on Instagram yet, definitely go do that. It's at Bitchwork Podcast. And then of course follow me at Jordan Rebecca. Jordan is spelled J-O-R-D-Y-N. Gotta put the Y in there just like Jordan Woods. Um yeah, J-O-R-D-Y-N. Don't get it confused with an A. It's with a Y. That's like one of the things in life that I'm like, my name is with a Y. It's like my thing. Like Jordan with a Y is me. I feel completely unrelated and unemotional about the name Jordan with an A. Like, that means nothing to me. Like, Jordan with a Y is everything. So, Jordan with a Y. That's basically all I'm saying. And definitely go follow me because I post um, updates about bitch work there as well. And also, it's just like a fun account. If you don't follow me on Instagram or YouTube yet, it's all the same name, at Jordan Rebecca. Okay, let's just get to your questions because you guys actually sent in quite a few Um, the first question, I actually got one that was, what is your job? Which I think would be a great place to start. Like I said, if you haven't listened to my podcast episode yet, definitely go do so. It's our first ever bitch work podcast episode. I think it was called how I became a video producer. That's exactly what I am. I'm currently an associate video producer at the Food Network at Discovery Communications. Um, I work on all of the digital video and content that goes out on mostly Snapchat, but also gets aired on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of all of Food Network social media, and I love my job. It's really, really great. So that is what I do. So now let's get into some other questions. Um, how do you find mentors, both professionally and personally? And this was submitted by yours truly. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say. 
So now let's get into some of your questions. I'm not going to say anyone's name just in case someone wants to be anonymous for some reason. So the first question is, how do you find mentors, both professionally and personally? Um, I think that finding a mentor can come in a lot of different ways, whether it's your job or your office has a mentorship program or your school has a mentorship program or you just kind of find that person naturally. Um, I can't say there's a guaranteed formula on how to find one because a mentor is also so much more than someone who is above you at work and can teach you things. It's someone that you really connect with. So I would have to say just meet as many people as you possibly can. If you like, if you think someone's job is something you'd want to do or you envy their lifestyle or what they do for a living or just how they live, meet with them for coffee grab a drink, message them, like reach out to these people, especially if they're in your office or especially if you maybe have like a mutual friend or something because I think that it's a really important aspect of a mentorship, mentor mentee, that's what I meant. I think the really important aspect of the mentor-mentee relationship is the connection you have between the two of you and that's only going to come if you guys do really connect on a personal and professional level. I think I have a few mentors in my life, my boss Tina being one of them, and that was honestly just dumb luck. Like I had so I had had so many internships before then where I didn't really connect with anyone or have any mentor and Honestly, when I started my job at Food Network, Tina wasn't my boss. She wasn't even hired yet. So I got hired, and then a few months later, she got hired to replace my boss, and it all worked out really amazingly, and she happened to be someone that I really feel like I can rely on and someone I can learn from, which is incredible, but it just happened to fall into my lap that way. Not every boss is going to be that way. And then for personal mentors, I mean, obviously, I consider my mother a mentor, my aunts, my cousins, women in my life I really, really look up to. So if you are similar to me in that sense and have females in your life or males in your life that you can look up to as mentors, I think that's a great place to start. Um, For maybe someone who's older than you and you're looking to them for advice or, you know, friendship advice, boy advice, job advice, whatever, I think that that can also come in a multitude of ways. For me, that's my friend Hannah, who was on the podcast as well. We met at work, but she's turned into a mentor for me in so much more than just work. She's become a mentor for me um, with my personal life and manifestation and just being positive and being a kind person. So honestly, I think the best advice I can give to you guys is meet a ton of people and be open to everyone because you just never know what someone's going to give you. Like when I first met Hannah, I was like, oh, she seems really cool. I want to be her friend, but I had no idea that our relationship would be where it is now, which is this like really amazing um, connection and friendship that I can really ask Hannah advice for anything on anything in my life. And then with Tina, of course, she was my boss and I wanted to impress her and I wanted to have a good relationship with her, but I had no idea that our boss-employee relationship would um, end up in such an amazing mentorship relationship where I just feel like I can learn so much from from her professionally. So... I just think be open to everyone and really meet as many people as possible. And if anyone sparks your interest, just like kind of grab onto them and have coffee or take them to lunch or whatever. So yeah, how do you, that's how I would suggest finding mentors. Um, How many careers do you think the average person will have in their lifetime? That's a loaded question. 
Um, I think careers and jobs are two very different things. I think in this society that we live in, in this day and age, as people say, young people, like people who are just graduating college now or people who are in like their young 20s, early 20s and just starting off in their careers will have so many jobs. Like my mom personally worked at the same company for 30 years. I do ne- I ne- I don't see that happening for me at all. Like I think that I will 100% work at five plus places and that's being um and that's being a little bit stingy with it. I can see people our age and people who are probably our age. I'm assuming you guys are around my age. Um having worked at at least, at least five to eight places in their lifetime. Um, And that's could be in the same career path. That could be the same position, just at different companies, you know, trying different things, figuring out what's right for you, using other jobs as stepping stools to move up in your career, which is totally normal and likely and what you should be doing. Um, As for careers, I think it really depends on the person. Like for me, I really only see myself having one career. I want to work in digital media. I want to be a producer, maybe one day be a host, be on camera if I'm lucky enough to like go down that path. But I really only see myself having one career. I want to work in entertainment and that's it. I think if you're someone who doesn't really have or know their passion yet or know exactly what they want to do, I think having like two three to five careers in a lifetime isn't like the craziest thing in the world. But on average, I think probably a person will have three careers in their lifetime. And that's so vague because having a career can mean something different to so many people. Like, let's say you, you know, you worked in in business your whole entire life and then you quit your job and became a stay-at-home mom, like that could be two careers for people, which it is. It's two different lifetimes, it's two different li- it's two different lives, it's two different jobs. So that's two careers right there. So I think that someone could definitely have like two to three job careers in their lifetime. For me, I probably only see myself having one, maybe two if somewhere down the line I quit my job and become a stay-at-home mom, but I don't see that in the future. For me personally, that's just not something that I ever thought of doing. Um, I think it's amazing and it sounds awesome and like an amazing life to live, but it's just not what I see for myself personally. Um, but yeah, I think two to three careers is, is probably average, but also that's a complete guess. I have no idea what like the census states on this. Um, there could be like actual proper research out there on this. I don't know it. (laughs) All right. This next question is really good and I think could be super helpful. And basically she just said she's dealing with two good job offers and deciding which one to take and how do you know what job to take, how to deal with that situation, etc. So... Yeah, I think there's a lot of different factors that go into deciding, you know, what job to take, what job to not take, and how to deal with it. So first of all, if the jobs are exactly the same, and let's say like you got hired as a marketing assistant for two different companies, I would take a look at those companies, um, like, um, not, what's the word? At their like mission statements and what those companies stand for and um, what their culture in the office is like. Maybe visit the office, see which office you like better. I know that sounds a little bit materialistic, but like you go to this place every single day. If one office is like through the roof amazing and the other one's kind of like dull and drabby and like not something that you'd be excited to go to every day. And other than that, the jobs both seem perfect. 
Um, I mean, I would pick the one with the better office personally, just because I think that'd be more joyful to go to every single day. Um, but there's a lot of aspects that I think go into it. If you know people who have worked at that company before, I would talk to them, see what the culture is like. If you're someone who wants a social aspect in your office, does this company offer that to you? If you're someone who's a little bit more individualistic, you know, is everyone just kind of to themselves? Like, do you want to go to happy hours after work? Do you want to do team outings and go bowling or go yoga with your teammates or whatever? These are all things that you can like get information from, from HR or from people who have worked there in the past. And I think that those aspects can kind of help you decipher from one job or another. Obviously, if the responsibilities are different, you kind of have to think about it in terms of what's going to make you the happiest or what's going to forward your career. Obviously, this is super vague, so I don't really know what the two jobs are. Let's say I was to get a job at media company A and media company B. They're both like female forward startup vibe companies, both like have like articles and social media followings and also videos. I would probably look at like what video series each company has and which which ones I relate to more. Um, if they're working with talent that I that I love and want to work with, I would look at that. Um, in another aspect of this, maybe, you know, this is a PR company. What brands are they working with? Are the brands that company A is working with more up my alley than what company B is working with? So there's a lot of different aspects of what could make you pick one job or another. And then more like specifically and more, um, I guess, physical stuff like if one is offering you more money I would take the one with the more money if you um, are negotiating a salary with each of them and one of them gives you your wanted salary and the other one doesn't like go for the one that gives you the salary that you want Um, but then when it comes to picking a job over another one I think that there is definitely a way to do it respectfully let's say this is an internship and it's like a timely basis and like one internship gives you a job and the one that you really want hasn't gotten back to you yet, it's always really good to be communicative with each company. Don't tell the company that gave you the job that you're waiting to hear from another company, but ask them, hey, how many days do I have to make this decision? And while they and when they give you that amount of time, you can go to the other company and say, hey, like I just got an offer from another um, company but I'd really love to work for you. You're my top choice. I have to let them know by end of day Thursday. Can you please give me an answer? And like they usually will. That's what actually happened to me my um, senior year in between Bravo and E, which is really funny because they're both owned by NBC, but Bravo got back to me, but I really wanted to be at E. And I said that to E and then E ended up giving me the internship as well. So it was, it's just about being communicative, but also like keeping some information to yourself. But I think there's a lot of different aspects that go into deciding between one job or another. For me personally, it would be, do I relate to the content and is the company culture and um, social life something that would bring me joy? So that's what I would, that's what I would look into. Um, how do you get over the initial fear that comes with networking? Honestly, that's an amazing question. And networking is really, really scary and really intimidating. I think you have to think of it more as like making friends as opposed to networking. Like when you go to a networking event, think about how many people are at that event talking people's ears off about what they're doing at work, you know, what's new in this in this um, 
fields, stuff like that. But like, what if you were that person that was like, hey, like, what are you watching on TV? And you were chatting with someone and they were like, oh my God, I actually love Below Deck. And then you guys chatted about Below Deck for 25 minutes instead of like your new projects at work. That's a real connection as opposed to like talking about, you know, what video editing software you use. It's just, it's so much more relatable and it's so much more fun. Like have a drink, talk to someone about something that you actually really like. That's how you make a real connection with someone. Think about it. If you leave a party or even like a pregame with your friends, you're not going to be like, oh my God, I had the best time talking with this girl about like blah, 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 having to do with work. I met this girl and like we chatted for 45 minutes about Bravo or about makeup or about YouTube. And I loved it so much because I, we just got along so well. That's how you make real friends. So when you're networking, I think you should kind of go into it being like, what can I talk to someone about that would bring me happiness? And I would also leave them remembering me at the end of the night, probably something that you really like. And like, If they don't like that same thing, then maybe that wasn't a connection that you needed to make or maybe there's something else you can connect with about. But I always like to go into it thinking about making friends as opposed to making like business colleagues or business connections because once you have a connection with someone, all that other stuff will happen naturally and you won't have to force it in like a pre-organized setting and you'll just be that one person that brings actual like fun and happiness and light to the evening as opposed to just some other person talking about boring work stuff. So talk about Bravo, talk about makeup, talk about your favorite YouTubers, talk about your favorite clothing brands, like stuff that you actually really enjoy. If you love a movie or an actor, talk about that. If you love a certain music or artist, like talk about things that actually you like and that you would talk about with your friends, but not shit talking people and not gossiping. None of that. Um, what else? Um, someone asked for budget tips and I'm just going to skip over that one because budgeting is so hard, especially in New York City. And like, I'll get back to you guys when I figure that out. Um, how do you make friends post-grad outside of work? Friends of friends. I mean, I've never made a friend on like Bumble BFF, but I know people who have. Um, Friends of friends. Don't be scared to reach out to someone who you maybe haven't talked to in a little bit of time or that you haven't been close with for a while. Those are all things that you can really use to your advantage because if you're moving to a new city or maybe you just graduated or whatever, I think a lot of people are probably looking for friends. Um, so just don't be afraid to reach out to someone you might have known from the past or if you know someone who lives, one person who lives in the same city as you, just reach out to them. Maybe they have a group of friends you could like join. Um, also don't neglect being friends with your coworkers because coworkers make amazing friends. So yes, just put yourself out there. It's really hard. Also like start dating. If you're dating, maybe like you can meet a guy and then they'll have friends you can meet up with. I mean, that might not be the safest route, like just in case something happens and you break up, you don't want to lose all your friends now that I'm thinking about it, but it could be, it could be a place to start. You never know. Um, okay. What else? What has been the most surprising thing about living in NYC slash Brooklyn, good or bad? Oh, I love that this question isn't work-related. You guys maybe get to know me a little bit more. Um, If you didn't know, I live in Brooklyn in New York City. I went to Syracuse University. As soon as I graduated, I moved here. I actually really wanted to move to LA when I graduated college, but I got a job in New York, so I ended up here. And my first year in New York City was honestly 
not great. I don't want to say horrendous because I did have some amazing memories, obviously, with my friends and with my family. And all years have good and bad aspects to them. But like, I just had a really, really hard time adjusting to post-grad life. I like think I was just on a high my senior year. And I loved my senior year of college so much that when I got to New York, everything kind of like... I thought I was going to have this life and like a boyfriend and friends and this amazing job and like reality kind of hit and none of that really happened. So I had a really hard time adjusting. If you guys want to hear more about that, I did make like a bunch of YouTube videos about it. So if you want to hear more about like adjusting to New York and stuff, go watch my YouTube channel. They're all on there. You can just like search New York and I'm sure that they'll come up. Um, But I think the most surprising thing about living in New York is how much I've grown to love it. Like It's my third year now. I have found my place in Brooklyn. And I think one of the most surprising things about Brooklyn is how it really changed my life. Like, I hated living... Oh my god, my shoe just made the weirdest noise. I'm sorry about that. I hated living in Manhattan. Like, it just wasn't for me. I felt so suffocated and, like, so anxious all of the time and not at home. And, like, I just didn't like it. And granted, it could have been because I was going through a hard time. But I moved to Brooklyn and my life literally went from 10 to 100. Like, I appreciate my friendship so much more. I appreciate myself so much more. I appreciate this city so much more. It's just like getting off the subway and entering Brooklyn is like going home. It feels safe. It feels neighborhoody. It feels warm. And I just love it here. It just feels like such an amazing place to be and I don't know if I would ever move back to Manhattan. I love Brooklyn so much. Granted, I get to spend every single day in Manhattan when I go to work and when I go with my friends. I go to Manhattan every day. I feel like I live in Manhattan, just in like a different part of Manhattan. So um, I still get my fix of Manhattan every single day of my life. I just get to go home to this like amazing place, which is Brooklyn. So that's the most surprising thing about Brooklyn. I think the most surprising thing about living in New York in general is it is really hard to date. I did not think it was going to be this hard to like meet someone or have a boyfriend or like have someone to like hook up with or whatever, but it's really hard to find someone. And I thought that it was really surprising. I didn't think it was going to be this hard, but it is. Let me tell you. And going off on the last thing we talked about, it is really hard to make friends in New York, new friends, especially like there's so many people, but it's easy to get stuck in your bubble. It's easy to just hang out with people that you already love and trust. And it can be hard to meet new people. Um, I don't know if that's super surprising though. Maybe like um, how often I, I never see famous people. Like, people tend to see famous people in New York all the time, and, like, I haven't seen one, like, ever. So I don't know. Granted, and then in L.A., I see a famous person every single time that I go. So I don't know. That's kind of crazy. It's, like, such a small city, but, like, I've never seen anyone. So that's kind of funny and surprising, I guess. Um, do, do, do. What else? Who is your biggest inspiration and why? This is so hard because I feel like I have a ton of people who inspire me, obviously. Um, I have people in my life, in my life that I know, and then I have people who I don't know, like celebrities and people to look up to career-wise. I think my biggest inspiration in life is my mom. I mean, my mom is like one of the greatest people that I've ever met. She is the love of my life. Like, she's my best friend. I would truly be nothing without her. She raised me and my brothers essentially on her own. She always had 
a full-time job and just did everything. She put every single thing above herself for us. Like anything that had to do with us was always put before her. And I just hope that one day can be like half the mother that she was. She's just was, is, she is alive and well and still my mom. Um, she is just like the most amazing person ever. And she inspires me every day. She's so smart. She's so business savvy. And she's just really someone that although we don't work in the same field and although she is miles away from what I do in her career wise, like everything she does is just so passionate and she's just always been like really committed to her career and her family. So obviously my mom is an inspiration for me with that. And then more of like people I don't know celebrity wise, um, there are a ton of people that I truly, truly love on like a minor scale. I don't know who is like my biggest inspiration in that sense. Like I'm trying to think if there's one person I'm like, I wish I had your career path. And I don't know if there is because I think it's really about making that path for yourself. I mean, my friend Hannah, who I've already spoken about is a huge inspiration to me. She just has like the sickest job ever the sickest job ever and like has so much love and light in her life and I love her for that so maybe Hannah is one of my biggest inspirations and then like maybe um honestly like Kardashians are pretty inspiring I wouldn't say they're my biggest inspiration but they are inspiring no matter no matter who you are you have to admit that there are some pretty smart business women so someone asked when you get fired how do you explain that in your next cover letter slash interview I have not had to deal with this in my career. Hopefully never will have to. But I think if you get fired, like, I just probably wouldn't mention it. Like, if they asked me why I left my last job, I would just kind of say, oh, it was it was time for me to move on. I wasn't learning anymore. I probably wouldn't tell them that I got fired. Um, or if I did get fired for something small or something that I learned from, I'd be like, you know, I got fired from this job because I didn't do this, this, and this. But I've learned from then. I've grown since then. I do not know if that's the right answer to tell you guys. But I don't know what I would do. I just probably would ignore it and not mention it unless I was directly asked, did you get fired? Um, I probably wouldn't wouldn't say anything about it in my cover letter. I'd just not mention it at all. Best intern advice? Listen to the podcast. The whole podcast is about intern advice. I If I told you guys my best internship advice right here, I'd be here for days But I think that just in general, it's being helpful, but not overstepping your boundaries. Um, Being there for the people that you work with, but not like fiending too hard for a job or being too up somebody's ass or like trying too hard to be the quote unquote perfect intern. Just doing what you're asked and maybe going a little bit above and beyond, but not like being too overbearing. That that's good advice, I think. Um overcoming challenging setbacks in career choices. I think just looking at everything as a learning opportunity and learning every and looking at everything as a stepping stone is probably really helpful in that. Um, maybe not thinking of anything as a regret or as a mistake, but as a setback or as a learning experience is actually really positive. Um, figuring out, you know, what you liked about something, what you didn't like about something and using that information in the future, I think is probably the best. And then overcoming challenging setbacks, like overcoming it. Um, keep your head high. I don't know exactly what you're referring to in this question, but let's say like you made a career decision and you regret it or it wasn't what you thought it was going to be, or maybe like you couldn't, you can't get a job or having issues getting a job. Just keep your head held high and be positive about it and 
the universe will give you what you ask for. Um, do you have any regrets career-wise? Which is from Alana. Hey, Alana. Um, oh, actually, Alana asked, do you have any regrets career-wise? Um, I actually really don't. I really, really don't. I don't think I have one regret um, at all, actually, because I think I'm so new and fresh in my career that anything still feels really, really possible. Um and I think that no matter how old you are, anything is still possible. But I don't have any, re- I really don't have any career regrets. I, I don't. Um, I think that as long as I know that the world is kind of my oyster and I can achieve anything I want, if I set my mind to it, I'll never have any regrets. Personally. Um, advice on taking a pay cut for a job that will make you happier. I say 100% do it. Money is obviously super important and brings joy, but you go to work every single day. If your job does not bring you joy or it's something that you don't like, you have to take the pay cut. Like this is something that you're going to be doing maybe for the rest of your life. It's way more important that your job brings you joy than you can like go to brunch with your friends on a Sunday. Um, obviously you should never take a job or I don't think you should take a job that like you really can't support you financially. And if it's something that you really want, don't be afraid to rebuttal with HR or with your manager and ask them for a raise or ask them for a higher salary because you obviously want to be able to like live a fun life. But part of living a very enjoyable life is liking what you do every day. And I would 100% take a job that made me happier over a pay cut and I'm sure if I asked my mom this question and I was like mom I need help like I don't know how I'm gonna pay for my life if I take this job she would say the same thing to me you have to be happy like it's so important you do this every single day for eight hours like it's your life you have to be happy at your job um would you ever go to grad school do you think grad school is a must absolutely not I do not think grad school is a must at all I think there are certain things that grad school is a must for um like very specific careers like if you want to be a doctor you you got to go to grad school if you want to be a lawyer you got to go to grad school um but other than that I'm not quite sure what else you need to go to grad school for um I don't think it's necessary I would maybe do it if you know my company a company I work for in the future paid for it for me or wanted me to go to further my career like let's say I worked at a company and they're like hey we want you to be our new CEO but you had to go to business school first we'll send you I'd be like sure let's do it let's learn um but no I don't think it's necessary to go to grad school I don't really see it in my future just because I don't think that the career path that I'm heading down requires grad school but I am extremely open and interested in certificates. Like, let's say I want to learn more about fashion. If I got like a certificate in business of fashion from Parsons School of Design or whatever, that would be sick. And it's like, what, five classes or something. And it's just exciting and new and something and learning about things. I think that that's great. Um, But I don't think that I would ever go to grad school, at least in the near future. That's not something that I see for myself right now. Um, how do you handle your job and YouTube and now podcasting? Well, if you guys didn't know, I haven't uploaded a YouTube video in like a month, not because it was becoming too much, but just because I like think my brain was like flatlining a little bit. Like I just couldn't think of fun videos to make anymore. I would pull out the camera and I like couldn't speak. Like it was just a lot and like I couldn't do it. So I took a little bit of a break from YouTube. I want to get back into posting soon because I do really miss it. But I think for me... It's about um, 
it's kind of easier because this is my life. Like this is my job. My job is making videos for a brand, but it's making videos. And that's what I do on the side too. It's honing my craft. It's exercising my skill at home. So I never really think of it as something extra to do. And I always, I don't ever put pressure on myself. If I don't have a perfect podcast episode, you know what? It's just one. If I don't have a perfect YouTube video or I skip an upload day, it's not the end of the world. And I need to put my happiness first. And sometimes my happiness means going to brunch or going day drinking with my friends. And sometimes happiness means sitting in my room on a Sunday editing and filming videos. So you just kind of have to pick and choose what what's going to bring you happiness. And it actually is really hard to balance all three. Like, I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's easy peasy lemon squeezy, but somehow I still find time to watch five hours of Bravo. So I'm not really complaining. Um, What made you want to start a podcast? Because you guys were asking me every single day for work advice, career advice. And I just like was like, why am I sitting here giving advice? I actually know nothing. My friends know way more and at least can help way more because they everyone has different experiences. And I figured the best way to serve you guys that content would be in a podcast format. So here we are. Um, last question. What inspired you to do the podcast? When did you come up with the, the pod? Actually, the last question is pretty similar to what I just answered, but it is, what inspired you to do the podcast? When did the concept of the podcast come to mind? Like I said, you guys just messaged me all the time about career stuff, and I was like, I, 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 I can't answer this question again. I have to bring some other people in to um, answer these questions because... There's so many stories out there and my friends are way cooler than me and have way cooler jobs. So like they would be much more helpful in this. So that's what I did. Um, And like I said, I figured a podcast would be the best way to serve it to you guys. So here we are. I just literally answered the same question twice in a row. And I said the same exact thing, just in a different way, two times. So I'm really sorry about that. But, you know, whatever. That, That was that. Okay, guys. So that was this week's episode of Bitch Work. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you have any more questions, please follow me on Bitch Work Podcast and Jordan Rebecca and submit all of your questions because I'll be doing more Q&As. And if you liked this and you want to see more, oh my God, see, I keep thinking this is a YouTube video. Um, If you liked this style and you want to hear more episodes like this, leave a review or let me know in my DMs and I will definitely like figure out a way to incorporate these weekly, whether it's like a mini sewed on a weekend or, you know, incorporating this sort of long form episode every few weeks in between guests. Just let me know because I would love to do that for you guys. And that's it for today. Remember to follow, follow me on YouTube. I'll be doing more videos soon. And remember to listen to Bitch Work and leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store. I love, love, love reading your reviews. Let me know what guests you want to see. If you have any ideas, if you there's one person you're dying to hear their story, let me know and I'll try my best to get them on. Um, yeah, that is it. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. And speaking of Bravo, I'm about to go watch Real Housewives of Dallas and drink a glass of wine. And I'm very excited about it. So that's it for today. Thank you guys for listening and I will talk to you next time. Bye.